Hey, what's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of A Little Agile a Day Keeps the Bugs Away. I'm your host, BP, and I'm just switching it up on you. I always come in super hot, shot out of a cannon, but came in a little soft today, trying to mix it up, trying to throw you off your game. Coaches, sometimes you get thrown off your game. Scrum masters, product owners might get thrown off a little bit. You got to figure out how you want to handle a situation in real time. That being said, within the next week or two, we are going to launch launch Scenario Saturday. Will the podcast be put out on Saturday? Maybe, maybe not. But it's going to be called Scenario Saturday, where we're going to expose specific scenarios that you might have dealt with in your Agile career and how to handle those scenarios. So it's going to be a lot of fun. But Let's get back to it. This episode is about community of practice, the benefits of community of practice, how to implement them, and give you a little bit of backstory on on where the community of practice or community of practices were derived. So really exciting stuff. Once again, if you're not familiar with this podcast, we give you agile concepts across the industry in an episode that you can consume in a short car ride. Today's no different. Let's get to it. Community of practice. Let's go. All right. So many of you may have been a part of communities of practice or a COP for short. Basically, it's a group of individuals. You all share a common interest, common domain, or or profession if you want to put it that way, and you basically collaborate. You exchange ideas, exchange knowledge, and then also exchange experiences. Similar to what we do here in this podcast, except I'm the only one talking. That's not a good practice. If this was a community, it would lack the community. It's just me speaking with you, consuming the knowledge. But a community of practice is powerful because we want people to come together. For example, if I were to ask a question or to throw out on my Twitter, how do you handle a specific situation? And a few people answer me and a few people answer the people who answered me. You start to develop a little bit of community because you're starting to build on experiences. And that's the power of community of practice. It, it You can enhance organizational learning. You get to foster innovation and you promote some good professional development on top of it. So, community of practice does have a history to it. And it came from two specific individuals. So, the concept was introduced by two cognitive anthropologists. One, Gene Lave, and the other, Etienne Wenger. And this was in the early 1990s, and they identified basically three core components of a community of practice. Number one is the domain. So basically the shared area of interest or expertise that that defines the community's focus, where they're going to focus, and then also unites its members as one. Two, the community in itself. This is a group of individuals who interact, who engage in the discussions, and also collaborate on any shared activities and relationship building, which inherently will build trust. And then finally, practice. Talking about practice. Sorry, that was a little Allen Iverson quote there, but number three is practice. 
which essentially is practicing the collective knowledge, the experiences, the tools, the methods that the members share and that the members develop together as they work on common challenges and goals. Reach out to me on Twitter at Little Agile, L-I-L underscore A-G-I-L-E. If you were familiar with that uh, that plug I just had, practice, we talking about practice? Allen Iverson. If you're familiar with that, reach out to me. Say, hey, that was funny, or that was a that was a terrible attempt at uh, a mimicking an all-time NBA great. But let's get back to it. Uh, let's hit on the benefits of community of practice or communities of practice, whatever you are standing up, because there are a lot of them, and we really want to focus on why we do it, how we do it, and and really what we're going to get out of a good community of practice. And we kick those off with knowledge sharing. So COPs obviously provide a platform for sharing knowledge, sharing best practices, experiences, and also enabling members to learn from one another, therefore developing new skills. Next is innovation. We want to bring together diverse perspectives. They can align or they cannot. That helps us learn. And then the COPs from this innovation can foster creativity, can foster the innovation, and then it's going to help to solve complex problems and then also generate new ideas, new ideas you never heard of, a different way to handle a situation, whatever that may be. So communities of practice done right and getting the right people in the door are really beneficial to you and your career and how you handle things moving forward. That being said, one of the benefits is professional development. Participating in the COPs allows you as members to expand your professional networks, to gain new insights, and then advance your careers. It's a good networking tool even in a specific organization or even if it's not in your specific organization, you can foster community of practices within your city to bring members of other organizations together that may have the same career path, like an agile coach or an agilist or a scrum master or a, or a manager or executives in New York. Let's call it that. Anything you want to build out a community that you can learn from each other is going to hit the mark on communities of practice as long as you're doing it in a meaningful way and gathering good action items from each of these sessions. The next one is obviously organizational learning. So COPs contribute to collective learning of the whole organization and you facilitate knowledge retention and then you develop a good holistic learning culture. And this could this doesn't even have to be around a specific topic. It can be around something that maybe your role engages in that you're not familiar with. So now you start to attach those nodes of extra communication, extra knowledge, and you start to build up more of more of a holistic insight into not only your career or your department, but how your department may whether loosely or tightly, interact with other areas of the company. It's just going to grow. It's going to help you out in the long run. And then finally, improve performance overall. Through the collaboration and through the learning, COPs are going to help organizations 
achieve better results and improve performance across various domains. It doesn't matter what it is. If you have a unique perspective, bring it to the floor, talk to your peers about it, and you'll get some either some good feedback, you'll get kudos, you'll get all of the above. And it's really going to help you develop and help you develop others. Communities of practice, super powerful. So you're probably looking at me and, and saying, BP, how, how do you how do you start a community of practice? We just show up in a room one day and start talking about random stuff. Uh, yeah, you could. That would work. And if you kept showing up, it was a good session. But let's let's put some uh, guardrails around this. So I have uh, a few things, maybe six or seven items that I can give you. So one, based on the history of it, you want to define a domain for this community of practice. You want to be able to clearly articulate the focus and the objectives of the COP to ensure that members have a shared understanding of its purpose and goals. So right now, if you are sitting there and you want to create a community of practice in your organization or maybe within organizations around your region, start here. Define a domain is key. What do you want it to do? What are its intentions? What are its purpose? What are its goals? That's your first step. And then once you figure that out, you want to identify and engage members within that domain. This is where you recruit individuals who have a genuine interest in this domain and are willing to actively contribute to the community. You want to, you want to encourage diversity in terms of expertise, in terms of roles, and also backgrounds. And this is going to really foster a rich learning environment. Next, you want to create a shared platform. Obviously, you all have to come together, so you want to develop some platform, either physical or virtual, where members are going to meet, communicate, and collaborate. This can be done on Teams, on Zoom, in a conference room, in a hotel, wherever that may be. It can be online forums. It could be social media groups. And like I said, any regular in-person meetings, but you want to have a shared platform. Okay, so you have your domain, you've recruited, you have the platform, you're ready to go. Now you want to establish norms and guidelines. You want to develop a set of norms and a set of guidelines for participation in this COP. You want to ensure that the members understand their roles and their responsibilities and they can engage in constructive yet respectful interactions. Then as you continue on your journey, you want to make sure you facilitate knowledge sharing. You want to encourage members to not only speak up, but to share their knowledge, to share their experiences, to share resources, so you can create the culture of openness and mutual support. And this can be achieved through workshops, through presentations, informal discussions, games, whatever that may be, bring people together and create a fun and engaging channel to be able to extract those experiences. And then finally, you've heard me say it before, monitor and evaluate. You want to regularly assess the effectiveness of the COP. You want to assess how it's achieving its objective and identify any areas of improvement. You can collect feedback from the members in terms of a survey or a retrospective at the end of the COP so you can adapt the COP and its activities accordingly.
Powerful stuff here. Communities of practice. We talking practice? Sorry, love that. I'm so happy I said that up front. Communities of practice is huge. Huge, huge, huge. It's powerful. Please reach out to me if you're having trouble implementing one or you just need a little bit of help. I'll give you some extra tips or I'll just, you know, motivate you to get out there. The thing is, having a good community of practice is close to having a work family because you are involved in the same struggles, the same dynamics, the the team elements. Every part of your day, someone else or pieces of another individual's day are similar to the makeup and the pieces within your day. May not be one-to-one, but someone is dealing with a specific item that you have either dealt with or are currently dealing with. That's the power of this community of practice. That's the power of bringing people together. So do it. Bring them together. Bring people to a room. If they don't show up the first time, so be it. So be it. But with Agilus, we are here to learn. We are here to contribute. We should want to attend these events and be involved not just present but involved speak up we want to share so if you're listening from an organization share this with members of your organization share this episode and say my good friend bp said we should start a communities of practice community of practice you can start multiple if you want but my friend bp said i should start it out and maybe we should damn it let's get started just say that That'll get it off the ground. People will be fired up, ready to go. You'll be a thought leader in your industry, in your organization, in your department, and you'll be ready to go. Share this and review it as well because I need to monitor and evaluate how I am delivering content to all of you. We're getting a lot more fans. We're getting a lot more listeners. I'm thrilled about what this podcast is doing. So I've had quite a few episodes so far, and I'm starting to be myself. So I. I may change it up a little bit here as I start to jump into scenarios. If I swear you don't like that, I apologize. I'm just being myself. I want to be real with you. And I've tried to be real throughout this podcast. May get a little extra coming up because I'm getting comfortable with my listeners. We're growing fast. And I'm getting a lot of feedback to, hey, I know we have some some of that intensity we want to see. It's lacking. Maybe you're holding back a little bit, but I'll get it. We'll be going. We'll, we'll, we'll start going. I don't know really what that meant, but I'm fired up. As you could tell today, I'm fired up for community of practice. I'm fired up for you to start the community of practice. I could have stopped this podcast like a minute and a half ago, and I did maybe two minutes. But shout out to the listeners. Um, if you want to be a part of this, uh, you got a great personality. You're ready to go. You want to you want an interview or you just want to have a conversation reach out to me on Twitter at l i l underscore a g i l e and we'll get you on here let's go this is going to be longer than a lot of the episodes fans are great once again it's your boy bp signing out start your community of practice now